For us, chapter 31, The Barns, John. When John's alarm rang at 8 a.m. Saturday morning, Kurt's arms wrapped around his waist, keeping him from getting out of bed. What time is it? Kurt groaned from under the blankets. Time to do homework, John said, if I want to spend the rest of the weekend with you. Kurt nuzzled his face into his back. Don't you sleep in on Sunday, Saturday? John laughed softly, freeing himself from Kurt's arms. Yeah, this is. Kurt rolled over, smushing his face into his pillow. I'm not getting up till noon, he grumbled. It's going to be a long night. It was well past noon, and John was writing the last details of a bibliography for his last essay when he heard the shower start upstairs. He lifted his head and got up to start the coffee. There was a little buzz of anxiety in his stomach for Kurt, thinking about the packed venue he'd be playing for tonight. The idea of standing in the spotlight in front of all those people carrying the full show sounded terrifying to John. When Kurt padded into the kitchen, it was obvious he was more than ready for the spotlight. His white blonde hair was tussled in artfully messy chunks over his dramatically painted eyes. A sleeveless sequin top draped his lean body, shimmering when he moved. His feet were bare below his black skinny jeans, and he held up a heel in one hand and his cowboy boot in the other. White, I can't decide. John found his mouth was open, and he quickly closed it, feeling his cheeks pink. Uh, which do you want? Kurt looked from the shoe to the boot, swiveling his hips in a way that made it hard for John to keep his eyes on his face. Well, Nicky wants a more mainstream look tonight, so I think maybe my boots, but they're kind of scuffed up compared to... He gestured over his sequin body. Which do you want? John said. Kurt slowly raised the heel to cover his grinning mouth, his blue eyes sparkling. John laughed. Definitely the heels, then. His boyfriend slid them on and threw his arms in the air, turning for John to admire. Good? How do I look, white? Hella hot, John said a little breathlessly. No one's going to be able to take their eyes off you. He bit his lip. Will it wreck your makeup if I kiss you right now? Nuh-uh, Kurt shook his head, his lips curling. I can do it again. John hopped his butt up onto the counter. Come here, he said softly. I need a little boost to reach you. He wrapped his legs around Kurt's hips as they kissed, sighing with contentment as he stroked his fingers over the skin of his boyfriend's bare arms. Eyes closed, Kurt played a chord on John's chest. Tonight is going to be so epic, but I'm feeling like tomorrow's going to be even more epic. How would you like to drive out to Jasper for some mountain views? Love it, John said. Kurt chuckled a little, looking at him through his eyelashes. The times are a-changing, White. I blame your sweet honey lips. He leaned in for one more taste and sighed. Gotta get to work, love. I'm taking the truck, yes? John's eyebrows lifted. No, Carrie has it. He's spending the day at the folks. Oh, shit, I'm so stupid. Kurt wrapped his knuckles against his forehead. Plan ahead, Visser. John dropped lightly off the counter. I'll just take you. I'm pretty much done this paper, and I need to drive to campus to hand it in anyways. When's your car out of the shop? Kurt rolled his eyes. Never. The guy says he'll give me 200 bucks for the parts and to kiss the piece of shit goodbye. John laughed. Well, you have time for a coffee while I just print this off. Kurt was practically vibrating with energy when they pulled him behind the Barnes Club and concert venue with his guitar in the back seat. The parking lot was deserted at this time of day, a handful of cars tucked next to the back door. John bit the corner of his mouth, feeling Kurt's excitement buzzing in his stomach. 
A million people are going to want selfies and autographs with you tonight. And he was going to have to stay in the shadows out of Kurt's spotlight. Kurt flashed him a warm look. And I only care about one. Come here, John. He held out his phone, tucking his face next to John's for the selfie. He checked the photo, a little color in his cheeks. God, you adorable thing, he said to himself. Send that to me, John said. Quickly, Kurt clasped the back of John's neck with cool fingers and kissed him. See you tonight, he said against his lips. And tomorrow, and the next day, and the next. And then he was gone, tip-tapping over the asphalt with his heels and his guitar, his head held high. A moment after he disappeared into the building, a text dropped into John's phone. The photo and the words, Love you, John White. The smell of hairspray lingered in the car as John drove home, and he couldn't stop smiling. At dinner time, Carrie returned home with a couple servings of the shepherd's pie Mel had made for lunch. John could barely eat a bite. He wished he could imagine what Kurt was doing right now. Sound check? Supper with Nicky and the band? He shrugged into his hoodie and stuffed his cap on his head, wishing he dared dress up in the shirt Kurt had bought him. At least his gold and purple sneakers were fabulous. They pulled up to the barns in Carrie's truck. In the dark, the building's ordinary cinder-block walls and flaking paint were invisible, and the matinee sign glowed over the entrance, a lineup of people down the block under the letters shouting, Tonight, Kirk Clausen and his band name. Holy shit, this is happening, John whispered. Carrie grunted agreement. Your guy is going to be over the moon. John giggled. I'm so nervous for him. I hate this. Carrie huffed a laugh. I bet Kurt's not. You just enjoy the show. John's fingers found his phone in his hoodie pocket, and he closed his eyes a moment, holding the words inside himself. Love you. It was the last quiet moment of the evening. The club music pounded their ears, and the room was wall-to-wall people. John practically had to hang on to the back of Carrie's jacket to keep from being separated while they looked for a seat or even just a spot to stand. John! The voice pierced the crowd noise, and John scanned around, finding a slim brown arm waving wildly in the air. Angel was grinning at him from a table with her co-worker Patrick, a woman he didn't recognize, and a handful of other casual staff from the house. His stomach clenched, but now that they'd made eye contact, he had to make his way over. "'Fancy meeting you here, boss,' Angel said. "'This is Pat's fiance. The woman John didn't recognize waved a hand, her engagement ring glittering on her finger. Angel had to raise her voice to be heard, her electric pink hair standing up in a crested wave that gave her at least another four inches of height. I told Pat he needed to broaden his horizons. I played him some of their music and he was hooked. Patrick shrugged and smiled sheepishly. I've always been a country fan. Their lead singer is like a young Johnny Cash. What's his name again? Kurt, Angel and John said at the same time. She gave him a side eye. I should have known you would be a fan. Were you at the last show? It was difficult to get a full breath in. Anxiety was laced around John's ribs and pulled tight. He hated to mix the parts of his life, but he hated to lie more. Yeah, I caught a bit of it. Oh God, that last song, Angel said. Lover's prayer just brought the house down. Everyone was like slow dancing beside their tables. I hope they do it again tonight. John stepped back to try and make his exit, bumping into bodies and smiling ap apologetically. Nice to see you. Patrick's eyes widened as a hand touched the small of his back. There you are, a smoky voice said in his ear, and John turned swiftly, catching Kurt's eyes. 
These are some friends from work. His voice was clipped and short, and his boyfriend's eyebrows flicked upward a fraction in understanding and alarm. Kurt transitioned smoothly, turning to the others at the table, who looked stunned and hopefully just starstruck at his appearance. Well, I'm just making the rounds before the show to meet the people, Kurt drawled. Howdy, pleased to meet you. He put out his hand to Patrick, who got up halfway to shake it, stuttering introductions to the rest of the table. John avoided Angel's searching look, turning and swiftly putting as much space as possible between Kurt Visser's body and his own. He squeezed through the crowd to where Carrie was holding a space on the back wall, watching for him. Pulling his cap down low, John texted, So sorry, I had no idea they'd be here. Wide-eyed emoji. See you after the show. I promise I'm staying to the end, even if I have to hide behind the bar. LOL. Minutes later, Kurt. Where are you going to be? Find a booth? Standing in the back, John glanced over his head. Under the natty light sign, LOL. I'll be looking for you, White Heart. Heart face. The show was throbbing and electric, the drum beat thudding in John's chest and making his feet tap in spite of his dislike of the drummer. Under the lights, Kurt appeared to be made of pure energy, and tonight the crowd was putty in his hands, swaying, leaning in, jumping and waving their hands. The only thing John missed was Kurt's raw vulnerability when he was stripped back to just him and his guitar. He saw what Nicky had envisioned for the show, but it wasn't quite the Kurt that he knew and loved. They did play Lover's Prayer. John recognized the opening chords and held his breath, a little heartbroken that this meant the music was over already. Kurt paused, making that chord sustain endlessly in the air. He leaned into the mic. This is for everyone who's been unlucky in love. Don't give up hope. I'm standing here today to say love is out there for you. When you find it, you just know. His grin flashed and John felt like his eyes lasered in on him, tucked into a shadow under the flickering fluorescent natural light logo. For this one song, it was just Kurt and his guitar and some ethereal pads. John melted, leaning his shoulders against the wall and closing his eyes to listen. It felt like Kurt plucked the strings of his heart and his whole body was vibrating in harmony. This was their song now. He had assumed for years that he would never get a love story of his own. That Jesus was the only lover he would know, and he would have to make do with a man he couldn't see or touch. He felt as if, in spite of hundreds of others packing the room, that for this moment it was just him and Kurt. Peace and love woven between them in a way that made them both the better for it. As the crowd's roar of applause rose, John impulsively texted, Meet me backstage. He made his way around the room to the hallway behind the stage, hood up, head ducked low, Leaning against the wall next to the men's room, he watched the band under the lights unplugging their instruments and talking and laughing with fans. It took a minute for Kurt to glance at his phone, but John's guess had been correct. He was still getting John's notice. Swiftly, Kurt excused himself and ducked into the relative shelter of the hallway, looking sideways at John as he came toward him like he didn't want to get too close. John caught his belt loop, tugging him into his body. Kurt flashed him a grin, tucking his hands into John's hood to clasp them behind his neck, but his eyes were tight with worry. You shouldn't be here, love. It's not safe for you. You're worth the risk, John said in a fierce undertone. He pulled Kurt's face down to his and kissed him with all the intensity he had felt at the concert. They were both breathless when John let up, 
and he still clasped Kurt's waist, fingers electric against the bare skin above Kurt's jeans. I love you, Kurt Visser. Kurt's eyes lit up softly and he took a breath. I love you too, he whispered. I just have to tear down here and talk to some people. You should get out of here. I can grab a cab. See you at home. Another voice intruded, loud and braying. Oh my God, Clausen, where the hell have you been? The whole world is waiting for you. John snatched his hand off his boyfriend's skin, eyes wide on Kurt's. Nicky was waving his arms expansively at the person tagging along behind him with a camera already raised to his eye. This nice man is from the journal and wants to do an interview with us. He stopped short, eyes flicking to John as he ducked his head and pulled his cap brim over his face. Who the fuck is this? Your new little boy toy? This is no one, Kurt laughed, giving John a little shove toward the exit doors. Don't be jealous of the fans, Nicky. They're putting food on our table. Hands on the door bar, John glanced around the edge of his hood, watching Kurt sling his arms around Nicky's chest and Nicky's hand grip his waist where John's had been moments before. His body felt rigid with horror and alarm. How long have you two been together? The reporter asked, already distracted. Oh God, forever, Kurt said lightly. Me and Nicky have been making music, making love, making a scene all over town since I graduated high school. We're a beautiful fucking love story, really. John slipped out the back door unnoticed. The night air cooled against his burning face. He sagged against the cinder block side of the building, feeling like he might be sick. Kurt. It was a dangerous game to play with Nicky, who knew all his bullshit, and was suspicious as hell at the best of times. They were hilarious for the reporter, bantering back and forth like an old married couple, like the breakup never happened, exactly like they had done last time they'd broken up and gone back together without a word said about the time apart or the reasons Kurt had left in the first place. He was barely registering what was coming out of his mouth, still vibrating from the look of pure terror that John had given him in the hallway. Across the dance floor, he caught sight of a dark, messy head heading for the exit. At the door, Douglas turned and scanned the room, and Kurt thought desperately at him. Get John the fuck home. Go! When the interview was done, the band and hangers-on packed into the booth on either side of them, and Nicky was purring with all the attention. He called for a round of drinks, and Kurt sucked his back like water, like he needed a drink to keep breathing. He pulled out his cell to call a cab, and Nicky plucked it out of his hand. Who are you texting, babe? Stomach sinking, Kurt tried to grab it back, but the table was crowded and Nicky was more stubborn than he was. He settled back with a laugh, like this was a joke, his ears hot. Just call in a cab. Come on, Nicky, give it back. I'm taking you home, Nicky said, tucking the phone into his pocket and pulling Kurt onto his lap. God, you were hot tonight, Clausen. I couldn't take my eyes off you. Nicky's hands were everywhere, and after a minute of laughing and trying to twist away, Kurt gave up. He could barely breathe. The part that made him most himself walked out the door and left his body behind, with a shadow of Kurt Visser to pull the strings, lifting his arm to drink. <laughs> This has been For Us, Chapter 31, by Rachel Runnels, All Rights Reserved. Lovelies, can I recommend that you listen to the next chapter before you try to go to sleep? Be well, and have a good night. Mm-hmm.